Welcome to a live episode of Material Podcast, a show about all... (laughs) I just made it up and now I messed up the intro. See, everyone gets to see that. All right. (laughs) The thing I always embarrassing to The one one time any of us screws up and happens to be on a... a, 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 I'll have some seltzer. (laughs) I just just won't go to... I won't say it's a special episode. I'm just going to do our regular intro. All right. right. We like to think that every one of our episodes is special. Everyone is special. Welcome to Material, a show all about the Google and Android universe hosted on the Relay FM network. This episode of Material is brought to you by HelpSpot and Indeed Prime. I am one of your hosts, UX designer Yasmin Avian, and joining me as always, my wonderful co-host, tech columnist Andy Anako. I feel pixely. Doesn't you all feel pixely today? Aren't we all just pixels in the world? Maybe more more, more than that. And, and, and dust uh, in the wind. And dust in the wind. And also joining us, app developer, Russell Ivanovich. Hey, hey, every pixel counts. I stole someone else's joke. I don't remember where I saw it. That might have been Shahid, actually, but there you go. That, that's that's my uh, pixel joke for today. <laughs> People are saying they're having trouble with my audio. Can everyone hear me okay? If not, I can, let's see. Turn it I can hear you. Maybe a little soft compared to Russell, but I can hear you. All right. Is this better for everyone? Hopefully. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, okay. <laughs> Awesome. So we're pretty excited because we are doing a live video podcast, YouTube podcast. I don't know. What do they call those? Hangouts live on air. We're live on the line. I'm just going to keep making that joke all day long. And we're pretty, pretty excited uh, because we're going to be talking about the hardware event, the Pixel. We're just going to... There's a lot of things that were announced today, uh, but Pixel phones is obviously one of the things that everyone was already knew so much about and was looking forward to. Um, So I was pretty excited because I was watching the event live and I did have to answer a work call like in between that. And I was just like, oh, no, I'm like trying so hard to pay attention to the live (laughs) feed and also the meeting that I have. Good thing, though, if you miss the event, you can go back and watch it, watch the Made by Google event on YouTube, and we'll post a link in the show notes so you can go in there and, and finish watching it. So uh, I was pretty excited, and I know, Russell, that you you didn't stay up and watch it, but you did watch it afterwards, and I think, Andy, Andy, did you watch it live? Uh, I, I had two podcasts. I had to do a Mac break and a whole bunch of other stuff, so I was keeping one eye towards that. I had an actual separate screen set aside while I was trying to figure out what was going on. So much that, that could have happened, so much that did happen. I was I was this close, yes, mean It was 2.30 a.m. Adelaide time. I believe that's 3 a.m. on the east coast of Australia, and I was like, it's almost there. Maybe for 1 a.m. I might stay up 1.30, but 2.30 I was like, mm, I'll just watch it in the morning. So, yeah, I got up first thing this morning all excited, uh, bounce into the computer room in my dressing gown and, and watch the event. Yeah, it was pretty fun. And the best part was that I could watch it on via Chromecast or any anywhere the YouTube app could be played. So Safari, Mac, Chrome, any browser that you want. Oh, is that the first Apple dig? Because normally the Apple keynotes you can only watch in Safari. Ding, ding. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Apple digs, there was quite a few that Google threw out during the (laughs) I'm just going to read some of them. Uh, And I know we're going to go through these as we're talking about all the things that were said. Uh, But they kept on saying it just works, which is something that Apple is known to say. So it was just, I've heard like two different people say that. My my favorite one, Yasmin, was um he he said something one of the presenters and there's no unsightly camera bump and then yeah. and then he had a little giggle to himself which I thought was the best he <laughs> mu- he must have gauged the crowd reaction and be like 
<laughs> yeah. That does, it does sound like a Google type of like amusing myself joke. Like, <laughs> oh, er, oh, oh, snack. He, oh, no, he did not. <laughs> Hashtag. It kind, of remi- it kind of reminded me of something I would have said and then like giggled to myself. So, you know, I'm glad that uh, people at Google are doing, doing the same thing. Oh, another feeling- one that was. I thought they're feeling proud about themselves. Yes, there was definitely some high fives after they got off stage. Uh, But one that was actually, they actually had in the video, they said, and we have a headphone uh, headphone jack. And there was like a pause in the actual video and uh, a little like it was snarky. So yeah, they they did not uh, hold back any punches. They were really trying to trying to go for for Apple. Well, they didn't. They didn't actually make any fire jokes, so I think that they didn't go. This this isn't exactly you know the 11 p.m. show at the at the at, at the comedy cellar, but yeah, there there's there are a couple of points where we kind of felt like on the little auto cue or the little like cheat sheet, there was like a little in parentheses hold for laughter and applause. They don't. <laughs> I, I think they get, I think a lot of people get the wrong impression because uh, at Apple events. It they, they have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of seats to fill, and they fill a lot of them uh, with uh, Apple employees, not just like press and analysts. Not to not necessarily to 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 make sure it's a partisan room, but because it's hey, we got seats to fill, and I know you, you guys are excited about the new phone. Is everyone else so sure if you want to come up? So the fact that it doesn't, there isn't like woo, oh my god, oh my god, I I don't normally wear a, a bra, but I'm going to take it off and throw it at the stage to show you how wonderfully excited I am about this thing. That doesn't mean that there's just because some things were landing with a potato like thud doesn't mean that <laughs> it was a non-enthusiastic crowd and I, I love i absolutely love the they did a few pan shots of the crowd and it's literally all just reporters typing away on yeah. laptops like this yeah okay i heard there like, was oh, that must be a tough room to present to they got invited they were inviting some enthusiasts and um Lockheimer, my invite never came i don't know if like the <laughs> self-driving car got lost or the drone just never made it but um I will take a drone-delivered burrito, you know, just to make up for it. No hard feelings. No hard feelings. Oh, come on. Uh, don't, but, don't, be, don't be crappy, Yasmin. I mean, next week they're going to bring you up and give you, like, the whole two-day tour of everything they're not allowed to show anybody else because they like you so much. And you also <laughs> want to be at the press event? Heavens. Oh, I'm sorry. They, they, they didn't tell you about that. One, Andy. Act, act so, surprise. <laughs> when, they, when you come in for the free battery replacement, so to speak, be surprised. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, what is this? Um, but I, I do want to point out one thing before we start talking about hardware is that for the first 20 minutes about the, of the whole presentation, they spent a whole time talking about how smart they were, right? But they, I mean, the whole thing they were focused on was uh, artificial uh, intelligence. But I want to pick out a line that Sundar said, said, and he says, when I look ahead at where computer is heading, it is clear to me, it is clear to me we are heading evolving from a mobile first to an AI first world, uh, which is which is definitely you can see as in the focus of everything that Google does. I mean, if you look at some of the favorite things that we love about Google, Google Photos, where it can automatically detect what is in a photo. So you do a search without any tagging or anything, and it's able to find it, you know, really easily. Um, some of our favorite things about Google now and how you know, it knows where you're going and it gives you the time. So it just it's like really trying to th- help you throughout your day and really just focusing on how smart Google is at doing all this stuff. Um, it, it did get to the point for me where I was watching and was like, can we just start talking about the hardware? Because this is supposed to be your hardware event. Yes, we get it. You are really, really smart, Google. And this is why I love you, but I want to see some hardware. Uh, but but 
<laughs> not not only that, Yasmin, but when you're watching it on catch up, at the first twenty five minutes is just the it's literally what they had live. Just the the picture of like, hey, the event will start soon. I'm like, that's fine for a live event, but if I'm watching it four hours later, maybe just trim that bit out. Like I I was just sitting there scrubbing, going, eighteen minutes, no, nine to no, twenty, twenty five, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. I was like, you do, there are edit buttons, but maybe there's not any in, in, in the Hangout. So, um, yeah, that that was uh, that was funny, but it was there was a whole lot of time on it, and I guess the whole they spent so much time of it because I think what they're really trying to show off in their hardware is that they are really good at software and they're really good at thinking about experiences and how to make things work for you. So they were really, really trying to sell that in a way to get you to go buy their hardware. Yeah. They, well, they never had to do that before. Remember that their legacy has always been, we build great services and great software, and it's up to other people to figure out what kind of hardware would you like to build to run it? And then for the customers to say, what kind of context would you like to run it in? Uh, so this is almost like a 180 from the original statement about Android, which is, no, no, we're going to build an operating system that lets creative engineers and uh, device manufacturers make whatever they want. And now they're saying, we have given you seven years and you keep screwing it up. So we're going to build a phone from start to finish uh, and now tell and now actively compete with everybody else with exclusive features but we'll talk about that later when we get into the the pixel phones i i think this maybe we should just talk about i I think i think it's really interesting this time around so if you look at all the previous nexus lines it's like hey we're going to partner with a manufacturer we're going to partner with mostly a different manufacturer each year here's not the top of the line specs here's some middle of the line specs but here's all the specs that you should have you know fingerprint sensor blah 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 and it, it's always kind of pushed the the passionate android fan in me to be like but i want the best specs and then you look around you're like okay well that means i have to buy a samsung or i have to buy a htc if i want you know the absolute best and i have to pay top dollar and this is the first year they've gone here's an expensive phone i've seen a lot of people riffing on that you know it's, it's expensive it's top of the line there's there's no denying that it has all the specs so if you believe google it has the best camera it has the you know the best the best of everything you know built into this phone and it's daydream compatible it runs android 7.1 and if you want it you can now buy it from us and i think that's really really interesting that's that's something they've never really done before yeah it's, it's gonna be an interesting play um uh, it's no secret that, of course, all, 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 all the previous Nexus phones have been basically it's Samsung or HTC or somebody else or LG taking a design that they were moving forward with. And then Google at a later date saying, congratulations, you win the lottery this year. You get to manufacture the Nexus phones. Here are the changes we would like you to make uh, and add to support uh, features of the new operating system. But this is uh, HTC is simply the contract manufacturer of this device, just like HTC builds phones for a lot of different makes. Uh, Legally, uh, Google is the original device manufacturer for the Pixel. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Google is the uh, seller of record for the phone, uh, so it is their stuff. Uh, there's, uh, they are trying to also make sure that it's available so widely that it will be uh, in places where you can find Samsung phones uh, and elsewhere. Uh, for instance, in the United States, uh, Verizon is pretty much their sale partner, so you can find it in every single Verizon store, but also in every retailer that also sells Verizon products. So in the United States, that means that it'll be right alongside every other phone at Best Buy. Uh, so whereas uh, it's it really is you can't you can't overstate what a uh, what a big shift this is for Google's own phones. Uh, Nexus has always been uh, more proof of concept, or here is the ideal 
version of a, of a phone. Not necessarily top of the line for features or specs, but here is everything that you would you would want to support device manufacturers if you want to run a, have a phone that uh, that shows off uh, Android to its greatest advantage. And now they're saying that, and it, but but it also but it, it was always sort of a you know an open secret, sort of like the the insiders have a Nexus phone because we know that we want to get our updates directly from Google and we we don't want a, a blockbuster video app pre-installed that we can't remove. Uh, and so you could buy a Nexus phone if you knew what it was and you looked for it, uh, but it certainly was not anything that was going to be on the same footing. So uh, the, the fact that they really are selling it as a top-tier phone on the same basis as anybody else is significant. Although they did hedge their bets uh, by saying that we don't expect to be uh, a volume competitive with any other manufacturer uh, for this first uh, for this first release of phones. Uh, but nonetheless, remember that uh, Steve Jobs, when he introduced the iPhone, said, if we can just capture 2% of the market in the first year, we will consider this a success. So maybe they're just setting themselves up so that when they go to I.O. and they say, we are now have 8% of the market. <laughs> so you'll find under your seats a new, a new Google Android doll that's shaped like it's holding a, holding a champagne bottle, Moe Changdon. <laughs> I, I do have some concerns around this, though, is when you think who's the, the biggest company in the Android space, it's, it's Samsung. I know Huawei is up and coming and there are some other, you know, Xiaomi's and, and that sort of thing. But you think about Samsung. They've just had the whole kerfuffle with the, the Note 7, which we've talked about for a few weeks now, you know, catching fire, having to replace them, you know, billions of dollars down the drain. And now Google is kind of backing them into a corner from the other space as well. That they, they, they were very careful to talk about firewalls and, you know, we're going to treat this as separately and whatever else. But it's still kind of pushing Samsung into a corner and you kind of wonder, uh, it's it's a really hard game to play. You know, you don't want to push them that far that suddenly they jump off and they're like, well, forget you guys, we're forking Android and we're going our own way and, and you know, screw you, Google. Like, I do wonder if there's a slight risk of, of that happening. Like, they're a big, big player and if they decide that they're being squeezed too hard, they, they might just lash out. Yeah, I mean, th- those of us on this show and probably most of the people who are actually listening, we are fans of Android. We have made a choice of everything that's out there. We like Android. We know what Android is. We are looking forward to getting 7.1 on our phones. Most people that you see in the subway that uh, do have the Samsung phones, they just want a good phone. They walk into the phone store after their contract was up or after they finally dropped their phone once or twice or three times uh, too, too many, and they walked out with whatever phone seemed to make sense for them. So if they had good experience with Samsung phones, they may not care or be aware that the next phone they buy doesn't run Android, it runs the Tizen operating system or whatever else Samsung decides that they want to do so that they can have exclusivity on certain features uh, and, 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 and work things that way. But I do, uh, there, it does swing both ways. I mean, I, uh, later this afternoon when I really started looking at the specs and started thinking about this, I realized that this is a big opportunity for, uh, for Moto phones, for, for Motorola phones. I had a, a, as much affection as, uh, as I've always had for he said reaching over to where he had this uh, for uh, for the Moto G phones uh, being just amazing high quality devices that cost a couple hundred bucks it was really hard for me in the, in the last year to recommend them given that the Nexus 5X which is a top of the line class phone and everything except for amount of RAM and its plastic body. It was hard for me to say, yes, you should definitely spend 200 to $250 on a Moto G. You should not spend a hundred dollars more for a device that will get better support from Google. That's faster. That has a better camera that has a B C D E F G. Uh, but now that uh, Google has uh, not only uh, 
killed Nexus. They've actually quoted in a piece to, I think, uh, with uh, The Verge, uh, that uh, the Google has, quote, no plans, unquote, to ever make another Nexus device, according to a Google spokesperson. And this is a, according to an article uh, in The Verge. Uh, it's a... Uh, it's, uh, They've really gone to. This is no longer the middle of the road phone. We are we are really have no problems charging six hundred fifty to nine hundred dollars for a premium phone. So now the the door is open once again for Yi and Huawei and uh, Motorola and all these other companies that are trying to make really good two hundred dollars phones. Yeah, yeah, it will definitely be interesting interesting to see how Google goes on with hardware in terms of phone lines. Uh, of course, like you mentioned, Nexus has always been the one from Google. It's the one that you can actually. Uh, it's more affordable, so it's that, that was always kind of the, the great part of the Nexus. And like you said, now we're seeing with the Pixel phones that they really are saying, hey, let's, uh, let's you know, we're going to pay. We're going to give you a really great phone, and you're going to pay for it because it's actually the same price of uh, the iPhone. But, and I'm, and I'm ready to talk about the, the Pixel phone, but I want to hear something from you, Russell. <laughs> something, you, you, you're going to help could us Could be so many here, things right? you want to you hear. Do, do you need some help? Do you, are you in a spot, Yasmin? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm, yes, I, I, I need some help. I'm in a spot. Can you help me well, out here? Have I got the deal for you? Because uh, our first sponsor for this week is HelpSpot. And this week, this episode of Material is brought to you by them. If you deal with any kind of customer support, you need HelpSpot. It's the most comprehensive and flexible help desk software around. Uh, with HelpSpot, you can let your customers reach you however they choose. Email, web, phone, it doesn't really matter. HelpSpot is the central place for all your customer support needs. And you can turn all those disjointed email exchanges into a meaningful conversation you know, with your customers. You can get a quick view of any trends that you need to do to support your requests. Uh, you, you can also get access to real-time reporting to see exactly what's happening. And HelpSpot can host everything for you, so it's an all-in-one solution. Uh, you can also run your own service too if, if that's your thing. They've got APIs. They've got direct SQL access if, if you want to write custom reports. Um, and they're really committed to getting you unrivaled value for your hard-earned money. So put simply, this means uncomplicated pricing that includes everything you need for your help desk. With HelpSpot, you'll get unlimited tickets, mailboxes, custom fields, reports, knowledge bases, and all for one simple price with no hidden extras. HelpSpot is able to easily manage customers. Uh, anything, any person who gets like a few requests a day all the way up to you know enterprise clients with 500 different email boxes uh, with millions of emails in them, it's, it's in there. Uh, so no matter where you are or how big you grow, you know, HelpSpot is there to help you out. So some of HelpSpot's current customers include startups and Fortune 500 companies, IT departments, call centers, uh, customer service groups, software banking, healthcare, education. I, I could keep going forever. Uh, it's not a flash in the pan company, basically. They're, they're a big operation. They support many customers. So you're thinking as a material listener, what, what do I do? Uh, it's free for up to three users and super inexpensive for larger teams. Better still, you get an additional 10% off for life when you use the offer code material. I'm hoping you can spell that by now uh, when you sign up. So you go to helpspot.com slash material to start your trial today or sign up for a free demo. So we want to thank Helpspot so much for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right, all right, all right. All right, let's talk hardware because I think we spent too much time just uh, kind of talking about the other stuff. We're just like the Google event. We're talking about how smart <laughs> and awesome we are and all the cool things we do. So let's talk, let's talk hardware. All right, Andy, give us the rundown in terms of spec. And then, and then I want to talk about size comparison, but I want to hear the specs first. 
uh, is pretty much exactly as it had been uh, blown about a month ago by everybody. Uh, so here we go. We got uh, uh, quad core Snapdragon eight two one with four gigs of RAM. That's really good news. That's in, uh, by the way, all these specs are in both models, so it's not as though they may give you a senior and a junior model. Uh, glad that's the same amount of RAM in both ones because the one thing I wish I could fix about my five X is that it only has two gigs versus four, and that's the reason why things tend to slow down and stutter a lot. Um, they have a both have a twelve point three megapixel camera with f2.0 aperture and 1.55 micron pixels and that means big pixels good pixels uh the also you also have that uh, they said that now this is where they are just saying <laughs> at that point the speaker said now let me just let me just wait if you allow me to just change out of this shirt into one that has a really huge target painted on it there you go now let me say it's the best smartphone camera ever and they are citing a DxOMark score of 89. DxOMark is a very well-regarded uh, digital imaging test company. They're en- it, but it's an engineering score. It's not, let's go out and take pictures with the thing and find out how this performs. It is, let us shoot lasers in it, and the pictures we want to get out of it are graphs with lots of colors in them that we can then point to as, here's how technically these things are performing. So they do have a number of 89 that is a couple points higher than the number for the iPhone 7, so they can avoid a lawsuit by saying best smartphone camera ever, but clearly that's the one thing that everybody is going to be aiming at when they get these devices and start to start playing with it um no optical image stabilization uh, they say that they're using they're using digital stabilization uh, they showed a video demo that looked pretty good uh basically tacking onto the sensors and the gyroscopes it uh, has fast charging mode so if you have the right charger it'll uh, it'll get up to seven hours of uh, battery in just 15 minutes from a flat battery uh shipping with android 7.1 uh they uh the uh, let's see you got a uh a five point, you get two in, two sizes, 5.5 inches. That's the XL that has a uh, quad HD screen with 534 pixels per inch. A five-inch screen is only 1080, and it's five, 441 pixels per inch. Both of those smoke the actual raw numbers for the iPhone, uh, so it's uh, much bigger than that. Uh, they've also been uh, put a lot of engineering into the name of the, the colors. It's available in very silver. I'm Quoting, I'm not saying, I'm not being editorial here. <laughs> the official names are very silver. How black would you say the black. the black is, Andy? How would you describe black. it? How, it's like, it's, how much blacker black. could this be? And the answer is black. none. Quite black. Not, black. not not scary black. Not not it will it will steal your mind. Black. It's quite black. Because uh, you got to leave themselves room for you know the Pixel series too, and they could say even blacker. Or blacker than most, uh, but the one the really fun thing is really blue, <laughs> and <laughs> and this is, and this says exactly it's limited edition and says exactly what it says on the label. This is not just the bluest phone I've ever seen. It might be the bluest blue I've ever seen. Like let's say that you it's 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 tacky tie day at work or tacky shirt day and you go and you say give me I, it has to be the most ludicrous shade of blue and then they come back with something this color and said yeah not quite as blue as that that's how blue it is uh, it's quite insane apparently it's it's so blue that it's only in America Andy that's the rest how of the world it is. Really? the rest of blue doesn't red white and blue right can so, I you know, can I flip really this table blue. over. Is that all right? Because I am sick of you guys getting things that I don't no, get. No, no worries. No worries, Russell, because the really blue was only available in 32 gig. And 
I can buy it. I'm one of those weird it. people that is quite happy with a 32 gig phone. I think that's yeah, plenty. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah. We don't all get a new phone every month, Russell. So some of us have to live with us. Uh, we, we don't buy a new phone when we fill, when we're out of storage on the, on the old phone. <laughs> like, well, it's full. Next one. Although, although Google's gonna Google's gonna help you out here because, and this is the sort of line that you double check to make sure you got it down right. Uh, on the Pixel phones, you will get lifetime of unlimited storage of photos and video at full resolution on Google Photos. So you don't even have to worry about if you need to free up space. Your first go to is I'm going to delete every photo and video that I shot yesterday at the birth of my first first our first baby, knowing that I will never be able to recap that moment of the first time the three of us are together as a family but i'm going to trust google and because i need to download the the, the next the next act of this game to, to because i'm going to be spending another night like waiting up waiting up with the kid in the hospital i'm going to delete those photos because i know they've been backed up at full resolution for life although they didn't say whether it's for the life of the phone the life or of for, the yeah. photo Ooh. or the user so we'll find out <laughs> yeah that even then though um you know, 32 gigs. So I have a 64 gig right now and I back up my photos via Google photos. So like photos don't really take up that much storage. Cause I, you can do the, uh, delete the photos and then not take up any storage cause they've already been uploaded. Um, but even then, like, I, I guess I just, I don't know what I have on there. I have to go look through my stuff, but like apps take over 30 or over 30 gigs. So it, for me, the only option was like 32 gigs or 128 gigs. So uh, that's so that really stunk because I was like, oh, I really want the blue one because I wasn't too excited about the other colors. Uh, but uh, I just I won't tell you what I decided yet because we're going to be talking about that later. Okay. But I was really let down because I was like, oh, I really wanted that blue. So it was limited edition blue and also limited in storage. So there you 60, go, folks. 64 gigs for me is about perfect because 32 is just a little bit too little that's the level at which every three or four weeks i will be getting a low storage warning uh and god help me if i discover a new app that i really really love and don't want to do without but happens to eat a lot of storage uh because when i got uh, when lightroom started being really really good at capturing uh raw photos now suddenly every picture i take is now taking 20 megabytes and I really have to be aware of where my storage is. If I had 64, you could get you'll you'll run out of space eventually, but you will be able to choose the time of your of your downfall. So I'm really disappointed that you can't uh, uh, you can't get you, you, there's such a big jump up. Although to, to be fair, uh, the cost of of going from 32 gigs to uh, 128 gigs is only 100 bucks. So I think the most dramatic effect is going to be that it's going to be really easy to get 32 gig phones. It's going to be really hard to get 128 gig phones because pretty much everybody's going to anybody. I think that is the if anybody who has an extra hundred bucks is going to want to go for the 128 gig model. Yeah, yeah well, welcome think... to the. Sorry, Esmond. No, go for it, Russell. I was going to say, welcome to the uh, the iPhone pricing strategy. It, I'm sure it doesn't cost a hundred bucks to put like you know ninety six. <laughs> 96 i was gonna say gig you know what i mean uh, to, to put yeah no, it is gig i'm totally lost anyway it doesn't cost that much to put you know, more storage in but it's it's the next jump it's like oh for only a hundred dollars more i could get so much more storage and i yeah i think that's that's the main reason for doing it push push all these people to the 128 i am i am a little bit uh, pleased to know that the blue sold out in approximately 32 seconds as well so it may not be that available in the u.s either <laughs> It was limited. It was limited. Um, one thing I will note, though, is that with these phones being daydream ready, 
and we <laughs> will be talking about that too, but it's like, is 32 gigs going to be enough? Because how much space are those apps going to be taking um, the, the games for Daydream and all that? So I'm glad it wasn't 16 gig because 16 gig would have been just <laughs> terrible, just like absolutely just terrible. Like, why would you even do that? So 32 gig, that's better than starting off at 16 gig. But yeah, getting rid of that 64, like, like just like what you said, Andy, that's kind of like the sweet spot for me where if I'm getting close to the 64, you know, I can delete some photos and I'll be good. So yeah, but uh, so 32 gig, I just couldn't, I couldn't uh, live with it. Um, yeah. But what, what, what did you think about the colors? Okay, so let's let's talk about the phone. So it has a, what is it, metal like underneath where, and then on the top it still has this weird. I'm not going to say weird. Yes, yeah, well, weird. now, they, that's, now they, they they really wanted for 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 the, the amount of smugness they said that oh we don't we also don't have an unsightly camera bump. They didn't mention is that what they did is they made the top of the phone that has the camera thicker and made it taper down. So you could say the whole top half of the phone is an unsightly camera bump. Uh, or you can makes, it makes it easy if you've got a wobbly chair to just you know w- use it as a wedge to like keep your chair from wobbling. I don't, I, I don't think it, I don't think a camera bump is a problem. I don't think making it thicker the top is a problem. But when you start to get all sniffy about oh an unsightly camera bump, yeah, like, okay. yeah. it's like well maybe you should have just had. Aren't, it solid aren't you magical like, engineers like, for solving that problem? I, uh, <laughs> How did you do it? How did you do it? I must know. So here's one but, thing that really kind of bugged me from from a hardware perspective, just the shell of the phone. Like, I think the internals of the phone are amazing, right? But the shell of the phone, it just, that glass top thing, like what you were talking about, just looks so weird because um, I usually like white phones. Like, I think they look really slick. Like, I have the the Nexus 6P in frost, and I just think it looks awesome. But it's like a solid sheet of white, and then there is, you know, the the camera bump at the top where it has, like, the NFC, so it's black. But it lo- it's just like solid where this one has this, uh, you know, like just a section of it is glass and it just looks like they like ran out of material and then they just had to put something there. Like it just does not look like, <laughs> like right. How can we make it more breakable? There must be exactly. a way to do this. What can <laughs> we do? It's, it's probably to, get, to give trans- to basically be a porthole for, uh, for the antennas. Uh, the uh, iPhones had that last year. And of course, everyone, when they started, when all those uh, uh, photos start getting sne- snuck out, Everyone could just say, oh, this looks exactly like the iPhone 6S. And, of course, it does. Uh, the only real defense is that the point of the iPhone 6 was let's make something that is essentially a rounded rectangle and let's not really put any variation on it whatsoever. Uh, so, but, but everything about it is a super, super premium-looking thing. All the materials are super premium. It's Gorilla Glass 4. Uh, it looks like it's something that's going to be very, very dense. And now Yasmin is holding up her 6S, uh, her, uh, her, 6P. her 6S, 6P, sorry, it's too, many, too many numbers, too many letters. I'll just, 6PS. I'll, I'll, the, 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 the Nexus, the Nexus uh, Sally. The Nexus Sally. <laughs> it's a piece. But, Potato? Yeah, see, that, and that, that one had the whole, like, you know, Cylon uh, headstock to it. To, for the, and, no, and no one died. You know, no one got punched because, oh, my God, look at that camera bump. We don't want your kind here in this in this section of the Walmart. We're going to have to beat you up and run you out of run you out of the sports department. It's fine. Uh, But but the the point is that they they are trying to give you that sort of experience where uh, we they know. I think they were very clear that they're very cognizant of the fact that we are going to charge people a minimum of six hundred and forty nine dollars for this. Uh, by the time you get to 128 gig, 
uh, 5.5 inch XL phone. Now you're at 120 bucks more for the XL, 100 bucks more for uh, for the extra memory. Uh, so now you're close to 900. dollars So I think they realized that they have to make it look like it was a deluxe model and not something where they cut any corners. Uh, I'm glad that just like uh, in the preview, in the, in the sneak preview pictures, they once again put the uh, put the fingerprint sensor right where it's always been uh, in the right dead center in the back because it's just the perfect place to put it. Um, the question is that I see. I, I I'm sorry to see. Uh, I'm sorry to see Google not decide to try to find something they could do at the $500 price point because the, the Nexus 5X, it's not necessarily made out of premium materials, but really I, I put it in a, in a $20 spec candy shell grip case that I love. No matter what it's made of, I'm going to put it in a spec candy shell grip case because I just love this case. And it's been dropped. It's been beaten up. It's been used as a daily carry device. Uh, and it still really looks as good as the day that, uh, that, that, I, that I bought it. And frankly, one of the reasons why I bought it was because particularly it was also a black friday sale so i bought i was like for, i thought for if this were a 650 dollars phone well no i would keep using uh google's loaner when i needed to test out something for nexus but i keep using my old phone for 320 dollars. i'm like you know i don't necessarily need the latest nexus phone but i think i'll buy this because it's going to be good enough for what i want to do uh this for 650 bucks i gotta i gotta use my loaner for a month i gotta leave that month uh, knowing that I need this phone. This is much so much better than the old one that I cannot contemplate life without it. Okay, okay. So I, I want to talk about the size comparison because that's really the only big difference between the Pixel and the Pixel XL. It says uh, the main differences between the Pixel and the Pixel XL are screen size and the battery capacity. So the Pixel has a 5-inch, and then the battery is 2,700. And then the Pixel XL has a 5.5 inch for the screen and the battery is at like 3,400. So really the only thing you're really going to be trading off is going to be the battery, the screen size and the battery. And more, more pixels on the screen as well. So the Pixel XL has more pixels. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and on top of that, that really can offset the size of the battery. Uh, you might be thinking, that, oh, I'll get so much more battery life out of it. Remember that they're going to have to, they're driving so many more pixels on uh, on the XL that it might be a wash or it might even get less uh, battery life than the 5. So as usual, if you are, if you if large phones give you the hives, don't buy the 5.5 inch thinking that uh, you're buying anything extra because they really do seem uh, absolutely identical uh, in every other way. Uh, I will say that, so... The differences in phones, so like the 6P was a ginormous phone last year that they released, and a lot of people were like, I don't know if I'm ready to go for the 6P. Um, I got the 6P, and I was coming from a Moto X, and I think the screen size of the Moto X was like about 5.2 was or 5-inch or something, really close to like the, the Nexus uh, 5X. Um, and even the pixel and it was like a it was like a perfect size right but i was like i'm I'm so ready i want the more battery like i just want more power like i am ready to to do this um and so i got the nexus 6p and then i you know i love it and i actually i think it was last episode talked about how much i loved having a big phone Uh, but when they 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 announced you know the the pixel xl and the pixel and the Pixel XL is actually slightly smaller. And I'm going to paste uh, this link this <laughs> this <laughs> in the chat so everyone can, can get it. Um, but it is, they, they have a picture. So Android Central had a picture of the Pixel XL compared to the Nexus 6P. And it's smaller, so it's not as big. So I'm like, wow, a smaller version of the 6P, like that actually kind of sounds perfect. 
Um, and then they, and then actually the Nexus, uh, or sorry, the Nexus, the Pixel 5 inch is actually smaller than the Nexus 5X. So if you're looking to get a smaller phone than even like the 5X, the Pixel, Pixel is it. All right, I have to know. I have to know at this point which which ones you chose. But first, I just want to make a really quick point. I've seen there was a lot of comparison to the, these phones. They're like, oh, the iPhone comes in two sizes. Oh, it looks like an iPhone. Um, I know we're on an Apple centric network here on Relay FM, but I feel like there's a few things to say here. Like, firstly, I don't know how many people are aware, but HTC actually made the first unibody aluminium phone with antenna lines. That's that's not an Apple invention, and the company that manufactures these is surprised HTC. This phone is a very similar shape to the iPhone that there's no getting away from that, but it is kind of also a rectangle with a screen. And I'm not really sure why I have that bottle bezel, I guess it's for symmetry. You know, you have to have the symmetry. There's no home button there, but I don't think Google sat down. They're like, how can we make this look exactly like an iPhone? Like the intention was not to be, you walk into a store and you're like, is that an iPhone? I might buy that. I think it's, this is where the design was headed. Like this is, this is the unibody aluminium design. This is what they came up with. I, I don't think there's any attempt here to be like, let's be just like the iPhone people. Yeah, and and, and also to this credit, remember that there was there were rumors and actually a lot of evidence that Apple was considering blue as a color for one of the uh, iPhone sevens. In this, in the sense that in part of the uh, the, the over the summer, you, you don't. That's not that's not uh, the time where you can find credibly a shot of a completed iPhone. But maybe you'll find a shot of a component or a part that someone managed to get their hands on. And one of the things was this odd shade of blue. But the blue was this like midnight blue in the in the in the right kind of light. You can tell it's blue and not black. Only I think Google would say, no, screw you. We're going to tell you what blue is. Blue is, oh, my God, blue. Blue is I'm flash blinded by the magnesium explosion that I accidentally endangered when I copied something I saw on YouTube. And this is the last thing I ever see is this flash of blue. Uh, and, and also, you, you people, I think that people will... Uh, there, there are people who are ultra fans on either side that keep all they want to do is find something to just zits the other side with, and one of them is, oh, you guess what? Your phone, your phone doesn't have a headphone jack. Mine has a headphone jack. Or, oh my god, I can't believe you're still using a phone with a headphone jack. And the thing is, <laughs> oh, it's obviously a copy of the iPhone. When uh, when when the Samsung uh, uh, lawsuit was really like at the top of the news, like every single week. I've, I've, I finally had enough of people saying, well, I'm glad that Samsung is finally being held accountable for just every time. All they do is copy the, copy the iPhone, copy the iPhone. And I had to say, <laughs> when they're saying, even look at, look at the side by side, what these look like. And I had to say like, well, did I, I, I next time I, uh, I visited a friend of mine, I took a picture of a, a sophisticated electronic device at their house and so like the next day i could show well here here is an ipad that was made in 2000 in 2010 here is a digital kitchen scale <laughs> that was made two years before that that is also a rounded black rectangle with no features on it and one round button at the very bottom of it now are you saying that a rounded rectangle is so unique that nobody could have come up with it as a solution for any design problem or can we just move on and, and find other ways to to insult each other uh, yeah, I don't think there's there's that sort of level of of fan fanism, I guess if you want to call it, on both sides. It it, it happens, you know. People get behind Google, people get behind Apple, but these are yeah, these are different companies with different goals. Like I, I think yeah. if that's the level you're looking at these phones on, it, I don't want to use an Appleism, but you're looking at it wrong. 
<laughs> yep. Um, there's a uh, there's a couple things we haven't talked about yet. Um, shipping with Android 7.1 will, of course, be the first uh, Android phone to ship to ship with 7.1. Um, also, there's uh, ongoing. There's the question as how uh, how is Google going to differentiate the Pixel from other Android phones that are available? Uh, and more specifically, does that mean that the age where you would see some Nexus features come out and then uh, Google would consider rolling it into the main, uh, the, the main release or basically making it into part of the, uh, the, the Android spec. Uh, or are they going to say, no, there are, uh, there are always going to be features that we are developing and curating just for the Pixel phones. That if you want this feature, you have to buy a, a Google Pixel phone. Uh, so that's the, I'm trying to, to, to shake that down. One thing that's, that's unique is that, uh, well, of course, it, it's the, the first daydream-ready phone. So it's the first one that will work with all that new hardware, but that's hardly unique. There are going to be other phones out there. Um, the Pixel home screen is different from stock Android, uh, but we've seen that for the past month or now, right? And you can also get that customizable uh, if you have a third-party launcher like a, uh, like a Yasmin is holding up right now. Um, the big question that I, I'm still confused about is Google Assistant. They are saying that uh, all their materials and during the event, they're saying that it's the first phone that has Google Assistant built in. And there's so many ways you can parse that. And um, obviously, I wasn't at the event, so I couldn't ask questions directly. But I have since been in contact uh, with contacts at Google. I only have I only have one quote that I'm allowed to use, and I will read it. And it says, uh, uh, "There will be certain this quote. There will be certain features, such as the Google Assistant, that will be unique to Pixel before we make a decision to offer it up to the rest of the ecosystem. With some of these features currently unique to Pixel, we're carefully experimenting with these changes to assess user reaction and feedback." For now, we're trying new things on our products with the hopes of refining them. Our goal to bring as much of this experience as possible to our Android partner devices. Lastly, it's worth noting that many of our partners are keen to differentiate their offerings as well, e.g. one size definitely doesn't fit all. Uh, so the takeaway from that public quote is that, yes, they're going to they, they, they're gonna use, uh, they, they seem to be using Pixel as, uh, we can incubate new features that we think are really great ideas because we control the operating system, we control the hardware, and we control this new feature. And if we seem, if if this feature seems to take off, and it's something that could be supported by uh, Android Phone X, we will then roll it into Android. Uh, but it still leaves uh, it still leaves a question that I'm still trying to chase down: is what do they mean by Google Assistant built in? It can it could mean that well, it's part of Google Allo, and Allo is uh, is built is is shipping on the phone so maybe uh but they seem to be indicating that they're wiring it into much more of the experience so i'd like to know how much of that is uh we are adding hardware features that makes uh, the google assistant much more effective and much more aware on our device i'd love to see if they're said that we have a way now because we are designing our phone our hardware and because we're designing a piece of hardware around the assistant we can actually make it work wonderfully offline with not the full capabilities but we'll let you do some a lot of stuff that you wouldn't be able to do if we if a phone is not designed around google assistant to begin with so there's some still some questions in the air well the, yeah, the first one they showed off is you long press the home button you can talk to the assistant so they they again showed off people ordering food at restaurants i'm kind of sick of that demo i don't really know how many people sit there and be like a lot, a lot of phone buyers like to eat stuff i mean they don't yeah. they, do they know how to cook do they does this never come back are you sure this is the fourth night a week you've eaten out with the, with the kids you you can't afford this why don't i take you to a to a, we'll start you off with blue apron so at least we'll, you'll be able to find out where the kitchen is and how the stove works and then we'll transition you to boil in the bag dinners you can provide for yourself 
they're uh, they're in the technology scene. You know, they don't have time to to, to cook. So yes, that that is ordering food, and going out to eat. Like those are those are the things that uh, they keep on showing off with the Google Assistant. I also was confused on that where it was like this is going to be the first phone with the Google Assistant. I'm like, are you going to be releasing? the Google Assistant uh, later on as an app or, you know, like upgrade Google search to kind of take on the Google Assistant, not take on the Google Assistant, but to be replaced by the Google Assistant. Um, And and it was one of the first questions that kind of was brought up by when there was the leaks of the new Android uh, Wear uh, watches that Google was working on. They were like built, you know, Google Assistant built in. And I was kind of like, what do they mean Google Assistant built in? Isn't that a default like Google search? So, it will be interesting to see if they try to only build in the Google Assistant for like Pixel phones. And yes, you can use Google Assistant if you're on Ello. Um, but I'm curious if it's going to be something that they're really going to be tied into uh, with with the, the Pixel phones and stuff. So it's uh, it's an interesting thing for sure to to see kind of like what they're going to be doing with that. Um, I, other things that the Google Assistant are being is being brought into is the Google Home. Are we are we ready to to move on to a different subject, or do you want anything else for the phones? Any last things you want to add? I'd I'd love to know. I know I know it's later in the show notes. I'm cheating, but I'd love to know if you ordered one, and if so, which one? Because at the, it, there are two sizes to choose from, and this time around, unlike last year, they're exactly the same, apart from size and and slight resolution differences and whatever else that we've talked about. So, which which one are you two going to get, if any? And I'm going to tell you after Indeed Prime. This episode of, is sponsored by Indeed Prime. Yeah. How dare you? Oh. Good thing, Russell, think about it this that way: you've sucks. you've 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 pre you've pre-ordered your uh, this the answer to this question. It will ship later, but you're first in line to get it when it is, comes available. Sign me up. Sign me up. This episode of Material is brought to you by Indeed Prime. Indeed Prime helps tech talents such as software developers and data scientists simplify their job search and land their dream job. Candidates get immediate exposure to the best tech companies with just one simple application to Indeed Prime. Companies on Prime's exclusive platform message candidates with salary and equity up front. The average software developer gets five employer con- contacts and an average salary of 125000 Indeed Prime is 100% free for candidates, no strings attached. And when you're hired, Indeed Prime gives you $2,000 bonus to say thanks for using Prime. But if you use the Material Podcast link, you will get a $5,000 bonus instead, which uh, sounds pretty good. An extra $3,000. Don't you want to? It's, it's a nice way for us to say thank you for listening to the show. Um, so go sign up at Indeed.com forward slash material to get an extra $3,000 bonus when you sign up for your next job. We want to thank Indeed Prime for sponsoring the show and all of Relay FM. All right, all right, all right. So what? <laughs> is there a third ad break here? Are you going to tell yeah, me? All right. Okay. This was, you don't understand, Russell. This was like a dilemma that I was going through in my mind. Do I want the Pixel XL or do I want the Pixel? All right, let me, let me turn up my audio. People keep on saying that my audio is messed up. Um, but <laughs> so drum roll, are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right. First, let me explain to you drum. why I decided to get what I got. Sorry, it's a hel- helicopter flying overhead. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I went with the pixel and here's, here's why I went with a smaller phone um, is one of the, the biggest things that 
why I wanted to get a Pixel. Like I actually went into this thinking, I'm probably not going to buy a new phone. I'm pretty satisfied with my Nexus 6P. Uh, it's working pretty well. So I'm probably not going to buy one. Like I was looking forward for Google Home and I was hoping Android Wear would be discussed and I would get a new watch. But I didn't walk into this thinking, I'm going to buy a phone. And then I decided, all right, it's actually going to buy a phone here. <laughs> um, and I was going, all right, Pixel XL or Pixel, you know, I was uh, I was really thinking through that and I decided to go with a Pixel. So I, I'm, it just it reminded color? me of black, black. It reminded me of the Moto X 2014 edition and it was like such a perfect handheld side. And it'll be something that I can take a picture with one hand instead of like trying to fumble with the Nexus 6P hoping it doesn't fall. So anyways, mm-hmm. that's why I decided to do it. And I know we're going to be talking about what we what we bought later on in the show, but no, we'll, 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 let's talk about like at, at the end, we've got a lot of hardware to talk about. So let's, at the end of each one, okay. we'll compare notes. Oh, yeah, um, which one? Uh, I didn't know. I, I really did. A, I kind of joke about how sometimes uh, when a product is announced or when I get wind that there someone's working on something that I've got a certain amount of money on an envelope taped to the bottom of my desk. So that like that if, if the, so when the iPad pro for instance is, is finally announced, I can just like, not even like, take money, money, take my money, please. Uh, and I, given the stakes of the pixel phone, I was really prepared to, I didn't, I didn't have the money set aside, but I thought that, okay, I, I, I'm usually the guy who makes fun of people who replace a brand new phone after an entire year, even though that phone is still working great and they're happy with it. But I was capable of doing that. Uh, but that there, there's, here's what threw me off, and here's what got me to not even look at pre-ordering. It was the camera. Now, again this what? These, that's the these, thing that sold me i'm curious okay i'm curious i'm sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah because I, I know again I, I have not i have not even i know it's, it's okay it's okay i'm sure maybe you can see maybe maybe it's a maybe the actually in def, in defense maybe you should if you're in the united states you should buy the blue phone so that no matter what happens if you don't like it not only can you know do you know you can find a buyer for it but you'll probably make 80 to 100 dollars on it uh but, but here's here's what it is again i know that they said this is the best picture best camera phone camera in a, in a phone ever made i have not taken pictures with it so I'll, uh, i'm hoping to look forward to it I've, I've been told that i am on the list whether it means like we're on the list of people who doesn't get it until december of 2017 when we've been ordered to grind up any ones we haven't sold uh but i'll i'll look forward to taking it then but there are two things that got me concerned one of which is the uh the lens is an f 2.0 lens the f-stop is uh, the amount of the, the the lower that number is the more light it can physically let in to the uh to the uh the image sensor uh and it's uh, compatible between different cameras because it's not uh it's not a measurement it's a ratio it's a ratio of the lens uh, lens focal length to the uh to the opening of the lens i hope i got that right but it is a, it is a ratio and i've been, again i use so many different phones uh, and test them out by far the one feature that always kicks butt is a lower aperture and so these cameras that can get can give you a f1.8 aperture they're they've always really impressed me and the other feature that has always really pulled through for me uh, is optical image stabilization it's one of the reasons there's very little difference between the camera on the 5x and the 6p uh, and between the even the 6s and the uh, 6s plus uh, iphone last year but the fact that optical image stabilization is available on the better phone means it's another reason why just like with the f-stop if you're in a low light situation the phone 
doesn't have to increase the sensitivity, you know, send more power going through the image sensor to make it more light sensitive because that's what causes all that noise and all that corruption in the shadows and stuff like that. Anything the phone can do to avoid having to go to a higher ISO, that's what creates really, really great pictures. So I'm not, it's, this is not me after having used that phone for a month and come to a conclusion. This is the decision of whether Andy and Otko consumer wants to lay out what would definitely be close to $900 for a phone that I've never even touched before. And right now that's not, it's, it hasn't passed that bar yet. Yeah. It, yeah, it definitely is. It's iPhone pricing. So it's not going to be like a Nexus device where it's going to be, you know, super, not super affordable, but it's pretty much pretty affordable for what you're getting. So you're really, you really do have to decide, am I ready to, to make this investment? If you can, I mean, some people are not in a position where they can make the investment. Um, I will point out that you can get this phone without interest via project Fi, uh, like no interest charge and you can pay it off in two months. And I believe even the Google store does offer it. And one more thing, in the U.S., the Google Store and also via Project Buy, if you buy a Pixel phone, regardless of uh, Pixel or Pixel XL, you get a Daydream headset thrown in for free. So that's pretty cool. Sorry, Russell. I know you didn't get it, yeah. but uh, Russell, what did, what did you decide on? You're available while supplies last. <laughs> and only in the U.S. Again, thanks, Google. I will say thanks for actually releasing this phone in Australia, though. I shouldn't be too ungrateful. <laughs> but it has been times fast, but they're like, be, Australia. Can what I is be honest Australia? with you for a second? Because I'm kind of upset that they released in Australia because that meant you couldn't ship them to me <laughs> and then have me play with them and then ship them to you. Like, you got direct access. So I was not the person in the middle uh, playing with new phones. So, But, but we do about, yet again about, have a race on our hands. Who's going to get this first? So I actually <laughs> the, the phone in Australia only comes in black and white. We're, we're not blue worthy. I, I looked at the white one and I just don't like the front of phones being white because you see all the little sensors. You've got the whatever the heck sensors are at the top. And I'm like, I just don't like that. And I don't like there being a bezel around my screen. The screen is black. The phone's white. I'm like, not a fan. So I went, I went for the black one and I cheated. I just ordered it in both sizes because I'm like, Phil's going to want one of these guaranteed. I'll probably give him the 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 pick since he's you know does most of the android development i'm like okay you you choose and i'll take the other one but i know he has an affinity for big phones and uh, i think for the longest time i've wanted manufacturers to make a five inch phone i'm like 4.7 is too small apple i don't know what you're doing there uh 5.5 is too big so i'd be a hypocrite if i didn't didn't get the five inch one so that's what i went for so when is your set to arrive says the 26th to the 28th of october but I will point out that our 26th is your 25th. So when's your set to arrive? Uh, the, uh, I'm supposed to arrive before yours, all right? But <laughs> that's a shipping day before Russell. That's a shipping <laughs> Great, Scott. <laughs> So Pass we'll just two. find out. We'll just find out. Let's see. Let's see. Passport two. We've we've overlooked the obvious because the phone crossed the international <laughs> dateline. It's not the twenty sixth. It's actually the twenty fifth. We can still collect our wager. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll see. We'll see who gets it first. This will be again the great, the great Nexus. Oh, no longer the great Nexus race. The great Pixel race. Yeah, and should they happen to come into stores before that date, I'm just going to... You were just going to run and do that. I know, yeah. You, I'm you just going to no hold it. I'm actually going to buy it. I mean, I'm not made of money, but I, <laughs> I can hold it and be like, I got the first one. Yeah. Okay, I have to put this back now. The store employees are escorting me out of the door. <sighs> and, 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 and if it makes you... 
if it makes you feel any better, Russell, I'm sure that within the next two days, somebody is going to either have a blog post or better yet, a YouTube video in which they tell you, here's what can, here, here's what brand of Krylon rattle can spray paint most closely matches the, the, the blue paint in the, in the, in the limited edition Nexus. <laughs> uh, Nexus. Can, God. I'm sorry. I I keep saying, Nexus is dead. It's like it was the it was the caretaker of the of the junior high that got killed accidentally when the sexy teens were making out and didn't hear him drowning in the background. And now they tell these stories about this Nexus phone that comes and kills all the cool new phones every single year if you hold the phone up to a mirror and take a selfie three times while saying the Nexus name and no one will dare to do it. I mean, not only that, but you know, people are going to be blending it, people are going to be smashing it, people are going to be doing all sorts of things to it, which. Uh, we need to move on, but I, I do have to say one disappointment I have with this phone. It's it's a very small disappointment. It's that uh, Samsung has had water-resistant phones for a while, as we know. Apple just recently got into the water-resistance game, and I think it's 2016. If you want to match that, you kind of have to make your phone water-resistant as well, and no sign of that whatsoever <laughs> anywhere in the Pixel specs. Well, what do you expect? got one of those crappy headphone jacks. What bunch of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty excited. Uh, people, I don't know, for the listeners that are tuning in and are able to see the conversation on YouTube, uh, we started a little bit late because Andy was trying to connect his Bluetooth headphones to the desktop. So headphone jacks for the win. But if you, you, know, if you don't have the, the money to throw down and buy a new phone, uh, there's some other things that you can purchase and still get, to, you know, get, get your shopping fix. The Chromecast Ultra is going to be $69, and it's going to be available in November from Google Store, Best Buy, Target, and Walmart in U.S., as well as international retailers. Uh, the difference between the Chromecast and the Chromecast Ultra is that this one has a 4K. Um, it allows you to stream content from 4K. At first, content from Netflix, YouTube, and Vudu, Google Play later this year will optimize for 4K content automatically on a non-4K TV. Now, I don't have a 4K TV, so like this isn't a big thing for me. But yeah, definitely, if you do have a 4K TV like this, I would say that this is probably probably a big deal. Yeah, particularly because just like uh, there were years when you could choose between having a 1080 or a 720p TV, and then the plants that make uh, screens said there's no point in us making even making 720 anymore, and you you spend extra money to get a 720p TV. So certainly, if you if you bought a TV in the last two years. Whether you want to or not, the next TV you buy is going to be a 4K display. And even if the one that you just bought is in the living room today is going to be in the master bedroom in two or three years, it's good to know that this device will work with it. Uh, and it also works with uh, HDR, uh, which is not the same thing as it means in uh, in photography, but it basically means much, much greater range of colors and tones. Uh, I've seen demos uh, side by like engineering demos side by side, and I've Honestly, if I had the choice between a 1080 screen that had HDR and a 4K that did not, I would probably much rather have the HDR screen. Uh, but it's not it's not an feature that you get for free. You you have to have content that's encoded for HDR and that uh, that wider uh, wider, wider palette. And they uh, I I actually had a, a, one of those things. I reread <laughs> the copy that was on the the official Google blog. They really did like cut and paste the same text that they used in the 4k uh, description saying at first they'll have content from netflix and youtube and voodoo and google play later in this year and then they and they will optimize uh, if you have non-hdr content on an old-fashioned tv 
So I'm I'm super excited about this. It, I'm building a house at the moment. It's probably going to be finished sometime next year. And it, it's funny, like, uh, you know, other people get excited about what kitchen and what bathroom. I'm like, no, I'm excited about there's going to be fibre coming to the house. It's going to be like, you know, Cat 6 all around the house and 4K TV with HDR. I don't, I don't know why, but these are the things that excite me. I'm I'm super excited to just, because I know you can you can currently buy a 4K TV with HDR. They're, they're crazy expensive. By this time next year, I'm in. There we go. There we go. And for $15, Russell, you can buy an Ethernet adapter for your Chromecast. So Chromecast, again, does... does... I live in the Apple world. I'm very, very, very used to buying dongles and adapters. So $15 (laughs) is actually quite reasonable. Yeah, 15 bucks. I'm like, that sounds like a great deal if you're really looking for it. Um, But, you know, this one's supposed to have major Wi-Fi improvements. And, you know, now you can probably buy yourself a router, a Google Wi-Fi router that's going to help you uh, with with this. And I I actually... Are we we buying Chromecast Ultras? Uh, Oh, uh, I'm not going to, no. (gasps) (gasps) I might might in the future. I don't have an immediate need. I I already have like one thingamajug on every single TV I have. I don't need to have two thingamajugs. So we'll figure it out. I'm probably probably buying a new TV this year, which will, again, so now you basically start the the, the, the domino effect where uh, TVs get demoted into other rooms. And now I've got probably so many HDTVs that it will time to be to choose which one goes into the bathroom, but I don't think I want to do that. So maybe I'll decide if that <laughs> yeah, happens, it, then the bathroom TV will have a, a Chromecast Ultra. If, if I had a 4k TV, then definitely I would probably be really interested in this. I don't have a 4k TV. So that's why I'm automatically like, ah, eh, not a huge improvement for me. I have uh, several Chromecasts around the house. And so, and we have the Nexus player. Like I love Chromecast. It's really probably one of the best uh, technologies. It's really easy yeah. and inexpensive, but Again, if you don't have a 4K TV, I'm not sure there's really too much of a benefit for you to upgrade. Uh, but let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about Google Wi-Fi because we were just talking a bit about you know that the Chromecast is going to have improved Wi-Fi and some things to help you with that if you're not going to buy the $15 uh, dongle adapter. I mean, it's really not that much. But they introduced Google Wi-Fi, and of course, as they were introducing Google Wi-Fi, I was looking at them going like, "Don't you kill my OnHub?" Because I <laughs> spent good money on that. Uh, Early adopters. <laughs> Yeah, yay! So again, yay! Thanks for helping us test We figured out a better way. Uh, isn't that's the story of my life? Of course, I'm an early adopter, and I mean it makes sense. They needed to partner with some people to test out some of their ideas, and they did. And I was an early adopter, and I bought into them and paid way more money than what they're selling the Google <laughs> Wi-Fi for. Not yeah, upset at all. Not either. better. No. Nope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why must Yasmin always get the fuzzy end of the lollipop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Didn't even, that's probably why they didn't invite me to the event. I probably would have just gotten up and be like, I, I quit. I quit. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, it's a pre-order start in November. It's going to be 129 for just the first one. Or you can buy a three-pack for $300. And the question is, what does this bring? Why is this better? Not Maybe not better than the OnHub, but why would I buy a Google Wi-Fi versus an OnHub? The big thing about Google Wi-Fi is that it's, has a, it's like built in with like the mesh networks so that you can integrate and have those all over your house. Um, my house isn't that big, so like this isn't really a big, huge benefit for me. But if you are in a big house or even where it's hard to get a lot of uh, connections in other places, you can buy the three-pack, put them all over your house and then you're going to have awesome
awesome connection, uh, regardless of where you are. They did say that OnHub will work with Google's Wi-Fi mesh network. So, hey, they're not leaving us out in the, in the dust, at least not yet. The OnHub app is going to be repurposed as a Wi-Fi. Is it just called Google Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi Assistant? Um, I don't remember, but they're going to be using the same app and they're just going to get the added functionality. The cool things that I think they did show off on the event in the Google Wi-Fi was, hey, you know, you can push pause on a child's device connected uh, to Wi-Fi so they can sit at the dinner table and enjoy. Of course, those unless they only have a Wi-Fi only device, they can still get uh, cell phone data. So there's that. But I, anyway, I think it's kind of fun. Like, I, I think, you know, there, there are some... Um, things that I'm kind of interested in terms from a router. As my daughter gets older, she's not really in a position now where she's on her phone. She doesn't have one. But when she gets older, it's it's probably something that we're going to want to limit and say, hey, you know, you you need to not be on your phone the whole time like your mom. Hey, I just threw myself under the bus. Uh, but, you know, being able to kind of control that and put a pause on that. So I, I think that's kind of neat. Um, it's going to add some fun functionality. And the cool th- part is if you have an OnHub, you'll be able to get it. So they're a lot smaller than the OnHub and they actually look really slick. Um, so I'm probably just going to hide my OnHub and put it in the back corner somewhere because uh, this oh. Google Wi-Fi looks nice. But for for my take, I'm not going to buy a Google Wi-Fi because I do have OnHub. If I didn't have the OnHub, I would probably totally buy this. Mm. I, I like the way that... Uh, uh, if you have a problem with coverage anywhere else in your house, you really traditionally you really have to have a systematic military approach to it. Like you can get a Wi-Fi extender, but that there's costs to putting it on the network. It will kind of suck uh, some of the bandwidth from other places because it makes the rest of your network less efficient. Uh, my solution in my house was that I mean, <laughs> you were excited when you uh, Russell when you're moving into your new house that's built in with uh, with Google Fiber. I was literally like sleeping when I moved here. I sl- I was sleeping on the floor. For for a couple of days because I did not want to officially <laughs> unpack furniture and stuff until I had gotten all of my cat six cable routing set up and decided where I want the, the switches to be. And so it's, it's, it's like I said, it's a military sort of thing. I like the idea that with a, with a mesh network, the, the sale is that you can buy one of these for 129 bucks and have a very nice new modern Wi-Fi router that has the administration and the sort of parent parental controls that Yasmin was talking about, uh, but will also automatically download firmware updates in the background and uh, has it has a bunch of other like a uh, little nice features, but it means that when you find out that uh, oh, I, I, I always get only two bars of coverage right here. Okay, maybe and it might be a, two months or two years later. Okay, I'll spend. I'll you've forgotten that you spent 120 bucks for the first one. I'll just buy another one for 129 bucks. Uh, and it's not as though you're setting up a separate network. It means that you're make you're increasing the strength of your existing one. And it's it's sort of like those those hue light bulbs. That uh, I started, bu- I started buying one of them to test it, and that worked out okay. And I start off by just putting them where they're supposed to go, and then over the coming couple of years, you start to every time an old light bulb burns out or gets lost, you replace it with a modern one. And by the time it's two or three or four years later, and now you have a four point or five point mesh network, suddenly it's awesome everywhere. Because uh, not only is it uh, they talking there, these units are talking to each other much faster than they can talk uh, to your uh, to your cable modem, but also it can route your traffic so that if your kid is in the be- upstairs bedroom uh, and you're in the living room, it's not as though you're both going to be connecting to the same uh, device. Uh, it'll be they'll you'll be taking two separate paths through these th- little hockey pucks uh, and giving you a much better coverage. So I'm looking forward to it. I actually that was the that was the device where 
I went to the site. I'm on the wait list. I feel as though I have 129 bucks, uh, whether I'm going to get a loaner or not. Like, okay, I can spend 129 bucks on something that I will probably use, even if even if it's kind of terrible for its intended purpose. Uh, I do have a couple of different Wi-Fi networks in my house for different reasons, and I can definitely use. It's it's great when you have a, a modern device that's inexpensive enough that you it, it'll it'll fall into your what the hell zone. Why not? Let's let's give it a try. It looks really interesting. So Russell, are you are you uh, going to be buying one of these for your new home? I, I don't know because I've already bought a fancy router. Because there's, there's two approaches to this, right? You can either make a huge router with 25 million antennas coming off it, make it look like a spider or a spaceship, and like now this will cover your house. And the other approach, which manufacturers started a few years ago, was like that's not really practical. You got walls, you got whatever else. Stick three of these in your home or 12 of these in your home and have it bounce around. I think I might wait and see, Yasmin. I'm I'm a little bit skeptical when Google makes this kind of hardware that they haven't really made before. Like, I want to see how other people, you know, use it for three months or whatever, have have them test it. I did like the feature, though, you know, where they went in during the demo and they're like, you know, you can pause internet access. I mean, I don't know how that's going to work when there are a hundred different things connected to my Wi-Fi network. I hope the, you know, the interface is just as simple as it was when they showed three people connected, you know. Very, yeah, very yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, it's... Yeah. it's- yeah, Maybe. I mean, I have that on HubApp, and it does tell you the devices, and you can rename them. Um, if you remember, I think when I first got the OnHub, I was like, I can't rename devices. This is really bad. Um, and someone from OnHub actually listens to the show, and they were like, hey, Yasmin, we, we heard you loud and clear. We're going to work on that. I mean, I'm sure they didn't do it because of me. But um, they no, do they have that. They did that for you. I mean, yes, of course. It was yeah. because of me. Uh, no, so I, I think they're, I, it's actually a really slick app, and I'm pretty excited about it. So, yeah, if you are interested in a router, why Google Wi-Fi, I think, is a great bet. Just uh, not for me right now because I have the Google OnHub. But another thing is $129 is going to be the Google Home. Um, everyone knows that the Google Home is something that Yasmin has been, I just talked to myself in the third person, have been super, super excited about. Woo! There's a party. <laughs> Everyone's doing the party. Um, this is uh, the, the Google Home. I, see, okay, so the Echo. I never had bought an Echo. So the Google Home is the Echo competitor, uh, Google's Echo competitor. And I've always been kind of jealous of seeing the Echo, you know, seeing everyone uh, kind of in, interact with it. And I'm like, oh, man, when Google brings this out, it's just going to be amazing. And I just can't wait to get it. Um, and for $129, it's actually cheaper than the Echo. And I think it looks so much nicer. Uh, the, it has, again, the, the white at the top with the nice LED light. And then you can change the base to different colors. You can only pre-order. I think it's just like the default uh, silver. It still looks pretty nice. And then you'll have to change the base out um, later on. I kind of like this trend that I'm seeing. You know, they first started off with OnHub. And now with Google Home is when they're creating devices for the home, they understand how tech or how device technology devices in the home your home is special and the way that you decorate it, everyone has different tastes. And so they're going to give you different options. It's not a one size fits all. So like, I actually think that's really, really cool that they're putting effort into the design in terms of something just as simple as a aesthetic as changing the base to really kind of change it. I saw one of those that was kind of like a co- copper color one and that looks really, really pretty. So, um, so I, I'm excited for, for the bases for Google Home. Again, they talked about the Google Assistant a whole lot, and I was like spent 20 minutes talking about it. And the Pixel phone, you know, is going to have the Google Assistant built in, but Google Home is also going to have the Google Assistant built in. The whole thing that they kind of sold this as is that the Google Assistant is going to be your personal assistant. It's going to be your personal Google, your individualized Google on your device. So it's going to keep on learning from you, and it's going to give you content that you would enjoy as an individual. So I think that's pretty neat because that's kind of the the best part of Google is really getting to know you as creepy as that sounds and being able to provide stuff that uh, is really is provided stuff that's just really directed towards you. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's absolutely perfect uh, because this is as we keep talking about on the show uh, that it, with Google it really is about the transaction. If you are not comfortable with giving a large corporation access to your most intimate information, that's perfectly reasonable and that's perfect. That's perfectly fine. I, I cannot speak for anybody else, but I'm okay with it because Google has made a, a really good, uh, has a good track record of proving that they are very protective of my information because it is their most valuable property. They're not going to let other people have it. Even advertisers are not going to be able to have it. And But that transaction is only going to be good if they keep finding ways to help me with this deepening understanding of who I am and uh, and what I like. Uh, there was uh, one of the things that's so cool about uh, the assistant, uh, it's not certainly not the, Alexa was certainly the first uh, one to uh, assistant to take hold, but uh, some of the demos they were giving during this event uh, were about trying to make the point that it's much more, it's much more sophisticated in being able to have conversations so for one of the demos they said what they did was uh, okay shlomo play that shakira song from zootopia and they know oh, okay you probably mean this one from right here uh, so uh, the increased sophistication could be play that adele song that i really like and it knows that you've got three adele albums there's one you always play and you were actually listening to yesterday he probably means the one he's probably and he's probably in the mood for a really good cry based on based on his to-do list and how few things have been crossed off today so he probably wants this one. <laughs> actually i i think that is really valuable from the google assistant of being being able to be so customizable because um you know my in-laws have Alexa and uh, our daughters love, of course, Frozen, Let It Go. And it was hilarious because we asked them to play Let It Go, you know, from Frozen. And it started playing like the techno version of Let It Go, which was, you know, quite <laughs> enjoyable. We were dancing to it. But it was like, this is not the Let It Go like soundtrack one that we expected. So it was, uh, so it was pretty funny for, I, I think that's really going to, can be beneficial. Yeah, I was I was listening to some music before the show, uh, and uh, I use Plex. I love Plex, and of course, it uses systems to uh, uh, central databases to match uh, artist titles with. It'll pull like uh, uh, picture, pictures and album art, and I'm I'm always bothered by the fact that. Uh, I have an album by Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis recorded a kind of funny album in the 60s when he needed to prove that he was as good a singer as Dean Martin. It's a novelty album, but they always match it with photos of Jerry Lee Lewis. And I think the Google Assistant would realize that he doesn't listen to Jerry Lee Lewis. He's the sort of, even if he didn't have any Jerry Lewis albums in his library, I would know he's the sort of person who wants to have a Jerry Lewis album in his library. Uh, but just to be, uh, I'll, I'll stop dominating. I know Russell needs to say something soon. Uh, but but the one thing I did want before I mention before I forget, they did do uh, Google did uh, put in a really clever idea. I think that they are aware that there is always going to be a little teaspoon of creepy in every feature that they do that involves. Let me prove to you how much I know about you, uh, and so uh, there is actually a. <laughs> There is actually a physical switch on the Google Home so you can turn off the microphone. So you can have like multiple Google, let's say you can have multiple Google Homes in your house uh, so that if you're listening to music, you can make sure that it follows you throughout the house. It doesn't play in places where it's not there. It knows where if you ask a question, only the one that you're closest to is going to answer. But maybe you don't want necessarily there to be a, a live open microphone in your bedroom. Uh, if it's, it's, uh, it's, 
maybe a little paranoid to think that Google is going to secretly have microphones open all the time to, just to see if it pick up anything interesting. Uh, you would hope that the security on these devices is good enough that an outside party or a three-letter government agency can't find a way to activate that microphone without your knowledge. But nonetheless, it really is a good peace of mind to say there is a physical switch that it has ma- microphone turned off. Unless someone has figured out how to override that switch, that means that in this room on this device, or at least for the next two hours, uh, no one is going to be able to hear anything picked up by this device. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm kind of excited for this. I, I I played around with Allo, obviously. I played with the assistant in there. I I'll be honest, I wasn't super impressed. And I, I think the only reason this this has a lot of potential for me is you look at where Google Photo started. You know, there was Google Image Search. Google slowly built up the knowledge of like, here's what a cat looks like. Here's what this looks like. And many, many, many years later, we had this amazing photo service where everything is categorized. You know, I can search for cat on table and. Boom, there's pictures of cats on tables. And I'm hoping that's where the Google Home Assistant goes as well. You know, they're going to start reaping all this data as people start asking it more and more questions. And the thing I've noticed about um, my Amazon Echo is it hasn't changed that much. Like they've added a lot of services over time, a lot of other things that it can integrate with. But it's the Assistant in there is not fundamentally different to six months ago, you know, when I first put it down. It still can't understand a lot of things that I can say. I still have to structure things a lot. It still gets a lot of songs wrong. I'm hoping that's the kind of thing that Google can fix. And I don't think I don't think out of the gate this thing's going to be amazing. Like I think you'll ask it a lot of questions that'll be like, I don't know what the heck you're talking about. Like let's do a Google search or something like that. But hopefully a few years down the track, you know, once so many millions and millions of people have started asking it questions, you know, Google is the one company I think that can that can take that further. And the one thing I just want to finish with saying is seeing as we're live, I've always wanted to try this, Andy. Alexa, turn off all my lights. Uh, I, have, I have foiled you because I'm wearing the headphones. Uh-huh. Uh, not being able to change the trigger word for okay material is kind of annoying because <laughs> yesterday Every time someone says trigger word on any device, I always yeah. I always translate to safe word. It's like what's the safe word for Google? <laughs> <laughs> not, not that word, but uh, it is. Well, last Sorry. night, I, I had to ask Google a question. I was like, okay, material. And then I asked it the question and uh, my husband's phone and my phone picked it up and it answered it at the same time. So it was pretty hilarious that I was like, you're supposed to know which one of our voices is. And, and usually it won't turn it on, but every once in a while it will. So I just can't wait to the Google home gets in my home and I go, okay, material. And then my phone, my husband's phone and the Google home activate. It's going to be a blast. Uh, but they did say that they're only going to see. So, so the whole thing, the premise of, okay, uh, okay. I almost called it the okay. Google machine. <laughs> the Google home machine is that they want you to have this in every room, right? They want you to have it all over your house so that you can interact with it all the time. So just they like did, the aliens want to have like, <laughs> buy three pods. They want to be Make in sure everyone, this one in the children's room. This is, this is sure why I thought they were going to announce Google carpets, the carpets, because they wanted to be in every in every word, uh, in every word, in every room. But they did say, like uh, Andy mentioned, that the nearest Google Home device will pick up. Not ever, not all of them. Um, so that is a nice part that it was. It's going to know where you are. Uh, the cool thing is that you can actually stream music throughout the entire house with these. So it kind of works like Chromecast, where you can kind of sync them all up and then have them stream music. So this is kind of neat if you do want to have them around your house and in the in the living room and then you know in the bedroom and all of that. You can have them all over. And for 129, uh, it's not it's not incredibly expensive. I mean, if you bought a whole lot of those, it would be. Um, but you know, I, I think it's it's good. Um, 
one thing to add, it is tied to a single Google account. So when you ask it about your calendar, it will tell you about the person's calendar who is attached um, to that account. So it's, yeah, it's hard because you don't know exactly how that, how it's going to work, um, which can be, so one thing that I'm actually interested in to know, so like, okay, so Google Assistant on Google Allo right now, if I tell, ask it for my agenda, it lists the agenda stuff on my calendar, like my personal email account, but it doesn't actually list my work email account stuff. So I don't know if that's going to be the same issue uh, with the Google Home where it can only read one account. So it can only read uh, my home, you know, calendar or is it going to be able to read my work calendar? So I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting, interesting to see there. Yeah, there, there are a lot of subtle issues like that. Like, uh, let's say you're in a if you're if you're not living alone in the house, maybe there are things you don't want this device to say aloud. Not that you're doing things sneaky on your calendar, but maybe it's just not something you want to have broadcast. Um, and I also thought that it was given that this could be a really good family device. It is. I, I wish that Google had figured out a way to. Uh, here's a training app on the phone. And if you just say these 10 phrases, I will with 95% certainty be able to pick out who is asking this and make sure that it's retrieving an answer from the right knowledge base and the right, uh, uh, the right accounts. Although it did give me the idea that uh, it doesn't stop you from buying. If, if you, uh, if, if you and your spouse both buying your own uh, Google home devices, and maybe you put like a different colored base on the different ones, you know, whose is whose so that like, you can say, you know, <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, Shlomo, uh, what, give me a, a good Italian restaurant that is not too spicy and kind of affordable. And then your, your spouse like makes his own request. And then like you can have the actual two Google Home devices Talk arguing. Saying, but, <laughs> but he went to two Italian restaurants last week because you decided that you hadn't seen it before. Well, he has enough money for a three-star restaurant, but apparently Ethiopian cuisine is too far to drive to. It's not too far to drive to. Here are three Ethiopian restaurants within eight miles. With traffic, he could be there. And, and meanwhile, like you, you and the wife have gone out to Burger King, and to find out that now they're both like turned away from each other in the living room. Your marriage we're is saved. Speaking, but we're not provide. speaking terms. Yeah, I, and, I, and, I, and I would actually be solved if you had different. Uh, Google Home trigger activation words, because then you could have your own one for your own personal one, which I actually think would be pretty sweet. Um, I get it. They're really trying to push the Google Assistant. It's the Google Assistant. Hey, Google, 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 look how awesome we are, our names and everything. But that that is something that we'll have to we'll have to see how it, it develops. Um, again, it's pro the probably the account that you're going to have on there if you have a family is going to be the one that probably has more of like the family schedule on there. So. Yeah. You know, that's that's something that's going to be on there. That's a bit of a Google hack. I'm sure Google doesn't actually want you to do this, but you can just create a, an account for your entire family, just a Gmail account or whatever. And we use that. We put our calendar in there. We put our contacts in there and that sort of thing. It'd be nice if we didn't have to have another account. That's where our Google photos go as well. But that's It'd be nice if you actually one. talk to each other. Have a meal together. <laughs> you don't need no little beep boop device to organize your lives. It's 2016, Andy. No one talks I'm to each sorry, other. I'm sorry, but I love you and I hate to see what these devices are doing to your family. <laughs> I've never read other things that you'll be able be, be, besides destroying your your family, tearing it apart. Other things that Google can do is going to be to control your hardware devices in the house. So that's pretty exciting. You can tell it to uh, turn up the nest, and um, I think Hue lights, and I'm sure there's other ones that I'm forgetting that can actually uh, be controlled so yeah. buying decision 
there's a, I'll, I'll go first since I went uh, second last time. Uh, I'll probably buy one, be, not only because I like Google Assistant, not only because I've been spending the last two or three years uh, feeding information <laughs> about myself. I'm really intrigued by how sophisticated the Google Assistant can get if I integrate it into my life. Uh, it's uh, another order of magnitude more sophisticated than Google Now, and I'm already very thrilled with uh, how well Google Now is working on my phone. Uh, so, And also for 129 bucks, yes, I'll definitely uh, give it a try. Also because it's not just a an Alexa-type device, uh, that it's being used for... Uh, for uh, c- controlling uh, d- devices and music throughout the house, so we can you can group them together for uh, to have like all of the uh, devices, all the Google Homes in your living room work together as one audio output. So you're basically using it, doing it, using it as a Sonos. Uh, you can do things like. Uh, if you're talking it, if you're talking to it about uh, the, that Adele song that you're sad that you want to listen to, uh, you can say, "Can you pl- play it on the play it on the living room speakers?" And because you've got a Chromecast plug plugged into the living room, it'll route that to that. You can when you when you've chosen that uh, that Italian restaurant, you put that information on my phone, and then you don't even have to look at your phone. Uh, my goodness, you're styling today. Desmond has to deal with it, shades. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I think I think you're showing. Did you get new lighting? Because you, I, you, you look great this week. Because maybe you're just showing up. I did adjust the camera settings for listeners. I mean, I do this every week, Andy and, and Russell. Come on. Your hair also looks so bad. I'm the one here with it. Like my face is all dark. I don't have direct lighting. I just have like a fluoro overhead. Oh yeah, Andy. Did you? you guys are in full on studio. We're, we're really okay. Right, we studio. we got to get this. We got to get this Sorry. going because now we're at that stage where we're like just having fun, like getting slap happy again. Russell, did you buy the the, or are you going to buy the Google Home? Did you pre-order? I, I you can't pre-order in Australia. Can you in the U.S.? It's uh, no, they just can. let me. Yes, you can. Like you can. Can you? Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, on Walmart, Best Buy, and the Google Store. Yeah, here, here we only Yasmin, have the Google Store. As, and Yasmin, you could only say put me in some kind of queue or something. Yasmin, how do you know that you can pre-order it? Yeah, how do you know that, Yasmin? Yasmin, how do you know that you can pre-order it? Because I did! <laughs> so, uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry <laughs> we let you down there. Did, where did you order from, Yasmin? So I, okay, so I ordered... Yasmin, what's the weather in New York tomorrow? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, no, sorry. I don't have it yet. I don't have it yet. It's supposed to be released November 4th, and it's already available for pre-order. I know, a whole other month. I know. Come on. No, hey. no, I'm, I'm sorry. So, so I am actually at the Google store right now because I do want to buy it. And there's a pop-up little thing that says, it's at, I, I'm not kidding you. It's asking me, does the Google store have a search feature? Question mark. Yes. No. I'm like, you should know. You're the Google store. You don't <laughs> doing user testing you. on you. User testing. Um, does does well, the Google store have its own Google assistant? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, meant, I meant to be buying things while you talk, so I'll be buying things. <laughs> You're just you're just buying stuff that Yasmin says yes to buy to. Um, I did buy it off Best Buy because I think uh, almost a year ago when Best Buy introduced Android Pay, they said, hey, if you pay with Android Pay, you get like a $20 gift card to Best Buy. And um, so I actually so my husband had one and I had one. I added up. So I got $40 off the uh, the I almost said the on hub, (laughs) the Google Home. So, yeah, it's already pre-ordered on Best Buy. And uh, not available for pick for pickup. Only going to be shipping, and it's going to ship the same date as the ones from the Google Store. So it doesn't matter if you bought it from Best Buy or Google Home. It's probably going to arrive 
or Google Home, the Google Store, it's going to arrive around the same time. So I'm excited. Um, again, I was a little bit let down with the Google Assistant on Ello, um, but I really hope that this is the the better version that they've had a whole month to, to work on it and actually get something that's uh, useful and beneficial. So I'm excited. I'm excited for it. All right. Next thing on our list is Daydream View. Um, Daydream View is the thing that they tweeted out the night before the event, and it was just like a little picture, and it looked like carpets. So I thought they were going to introduce the Google Carpets, the Garpets for your G Suite. And what the Google Carpets was going to do, it was going to be able to track everywhere you were, and using the power of machine learning, it would learn what is around you in all the rooms. So when you would walk into the room, and you would, and it, the Garpet would hear you say, why did I walk in here? What am I supposed to be doing right now? A nice voice would come out and say, Yasmin, five minutes earlier, you mentioned you needed to go get that notebook. And that's why you're in this room. And you would say, thank you, Google Garpet. And you would hug it and you would be best friends forever. Uh, but sadly, they did not release the Google Carpets. It is actually the Daydream View. Um, and I am surprised. I thought that, so the Daydream View is the actual device that goes on your head. It's kind of the Yasmin, the I have version. one of these. You, what? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah, dude. Here it is. Yeah, no, not exactly the same thing. Not exactly. I just put some carpet on it. Do you want to put some carpet on, on the front? Is that... on there. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> so, Daydream is again Google's new VR headset. Um, it's a kind of a evolution of Google Cardboard. Um, it still requires a daydream ready phone, which Pixel is the first one to be daydream ready. And, you know, it, it came out and I was surprised because I think the uh, Google I.O. when they talked about daydream, they just had something in like a like a white plastic looking thing, which I was like, ah, whatever. Uh, but they really went all out. They put some fabric around it and they also did a, a really like comfortable mask. Everyone's talking about how comfortable it is because um, when remember when we had the people from Daydream team, the, the prototyping team, they were talking about that the biggest things that they had to when they were playing with the other VR systems is about the comfort level, because if they want you to spend time in it, it can't hurt because then you're going to take it off and be like, I'm done with this. I don't want to be in pain. So they have this like mask and it's actually removable so you can hand wash it, which I thought was actually pretty sweet yeah. because I'm like, that's that's, cool. that's really good because I'm sure it can get disgusting if you're going to be you sharing get sweaty. Let people. me tell you, as someone with a HTC Vive, you, if you play for a long enough time, you get very sweaty in there. So you can you're watching porn on it. Well, Whoa. there we go. As, we, as uh, people see in the Simpsons know, it's basically porn, 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 roller coaster, porn, porn. Burger King ad born. Clearly, I bought uh, the wrong so, VR headset then because yeah, I haven't seen that. But So um, there we go. We, <laughs> and, <laughs> we went there. We, we went there, there. We live, went on there. The uh, live on the air. Uh, I think no, it's really cool, this mean. Really cool that this thing comes with a controller because yeah. uh, I've played with the, the Samsung Gear VR and it is, it is immersive, but compared to the HTC Vive where you can actually you have something in the physical world, physical world, in the virtual world that you can you know control and play with. I think it's really cool that, that I assume the headset comes with the controller. You don't buy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like the the system. As a fact, it has yeah. it has its own little pouch for it, a little pocket, so yes! we can store them together. Ooh, there you go. Although, although they they might have demonstrated that having a, a, a round a, a remote that has rounded edges and it's like an old bar of soap is not a good idea because during the demonstration, it flew <laughs> yeah. right out of his hand right to the floor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I wish it, I had my Nexus like, player. Oh. For, 
I, I wish I had my Nexus player remote with me right now. So I could be like, look, I have it here. It actually looks very similar <laughs> to Nexus player, just slightly different color. Um, they did talk about losing it. And so that's why they, they, like you said, Andy, have a little thing inside of the opening that you can put it in when you're not using it as a little pouch, like a koala, like a koala, not a koala, a kangaroo. Pouch. A kangaroo. Thank you. Koala, koalas do not have pouches. There we go. Um, so that'd that, be cuter if they did. I, they I think that's, that's that something we should be, come up with as Australians. If we can breed the two together, I don't want to get too graphic. Maybe maybe they do have a pouch. It's just not where you expect it to be. So whoa, it's whoa, whoa! I guess that's where they hide the in the refrigerators. They koala Kang, Kang koala, and peanut M and M's. That's why they always have peanut M and M's. Have you ever seen a koala that did not have a fistful of peanut M and M's? You wonder where they get it from? Tourists? No, it's it's in the the M and M pouch. <laughs> Other things. Of course, like I mentioned, comfort is the most important thing, and they're making it work with glasses, which me and Andy, we suffer from. We suffer. We have glasses. We so suffer. sometimes we suffer. We suffer. Sometimes we have to put stuff on our glasses. I suffer, but it's mostly due to my personality defects. <laughs> <laughs> well, the day, you can't blame the daydream for that. It's going to be comfortable on your eyes, and it's supposed to be 30% lighter than similar devices. So it's exciting. Um, okay, so... Let's see any other things before we find out if we purchased you, it. You forgot or not. the tagline, Yasmin. It's like What's carpet that? for your face. Yeah. <laughs> it really, it really, it, it really, I was really impressed with just the visual thing. We know that we knew that the Daydream viewer was going to be mostly just cardboard, but super. You know, it's not, it's not like Gear VR where they put a whole bunch of extra sensors in it. They, when they talked about Daydream at Google I.O., it was all about we are going to have a sort of, we are going to have a reference platform for Daydream phones where the phone can have all these features where it has a high definition, high, high definition enough screen uh, that it, uh, a refresh rate that's high enough that you're not going to have any latency problems on uh, it. It won't have a problem with, uh, with it trapping heat and uh, requiring fans. So really, you could just slip it inside this little thing that maybe you can even make and buy on Etsy and make it work. But I just love the fact that it really is uh, designed to be as comfortable and as uh, approachable as possible. This doesn't look like a plastic gadget. It looks like something that you would actually maybe even on a cold day want to put on your face with a phone in it or not, because it just looks like something your grandma might send you. If you go, if you're going to college in upstate New York, your grandma will say, I know you're probably cold. I made this for you. And, and then you'll like, when you unwrap it for your roommates, Oh boy, this is stupid. I'm not wearing this. And then as soon as you're alone, I want to wear this. this <laughs> it's kind of like, like ski goggles. It kind of, you're right. It kind of does look like ski goggles. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, sorry, uh, they, they did also say that they did notice that the, it's also a much better idea. Oculus is also having some announcements this week. Those are really great high end stuff. I'm really interested in it. But I think that the, the first people to get involved with this are really going to be people who want to spend $80 to watch things on YouTube and watch things that are being created by the sites that they're already doing. They don't necessarily want to use uh, to use a tilt brush. Even uh, I'm curious to see if the tilt brush will work. If they didn't say anything about it, I, I'm sure they would they would they really just want to see here i want to consume entertainment for for 80 bucks yes i want i want to see that stuff that people are creating with the the cardboard camera i'm not wanting i don't want to spend 1500 bucks and plus buy a new laptop just to figure just to say oh i come on Gandalf, we're leading the party and this time we're going to keep the ring and create a new i don't I just just let me let me be on machu picchu and look around that's all i want uh, <laughs> content partners include the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and J.K. Rowling's Wizard 
wizarding world of fantastic beasts and where to find them. And I'm not going to read what Andy wrote in the show. It's bad. It's bad timing. Already see the Simpsons. They're not, they, they do these things like a year beforehand. South Park, you know, they read the news and then three days later, they put it into the episode that's going to air two days later. So when the Simpsons does a joke about like Arnold, Arnold Palmer, and that's the day that Arnold Palmer dies, that's cool. And when, and when, you know, they do a joke about uh, VR, and once again, it's all about dragon porn. <laughs> that's, that's all it's available. And then two days later, the biggest tech company in the world is like, and we have a VR thing that lets you look at dragons. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I gotta get us off here. I need to know: Are you getting one of these, Yasmin? I am, but only because it came with my pre-order of the of the Pixel. So I got it yeah, for free. Sorry. Thanks. Thanks. So, so they're only man. okay. So the price of these: it's a seventy nine dollars in the U.S. Pre-orders start October twentieth, and again, if you order a Pixel, you can get it, and they arrive in November. So probably around the same time as Google Home. Uh, the colors are crimson, which is kind of nice. And then you have snow, which I'm, I mean, I'm sure it looks nice, but I'm going to advise people from getting that because it is a cloth material yeah. and light cloth material. Cleaning that does not sound very fun. And then they have slate, which actually uh, is the one I think they showed off and that one looks really nice. So um, I don't know if I get to choose the color when I get it for free, but I'll either probably go with the slate or the crimson. I think the slate looks like really, really nice. I mean, they actually Google. look really send, nice for something. Send Yasmin the snow one. Oh, no. Yes, no. A choice. So there's that. Um, would I be buying one if I didn't have it? I I would say I probably would buy one for, for Christmas as like our family gift. Um, but hey, now I don't have to. I don't know. I wouldn't go off and buy it right now, though. That's uh, That's kind of where I am. So... There's that. Um, and I think that's, I'm sure there was other stuff mentioned, but that was kind of mostly, the, most of all the yeah. hardware. Also, mostly the other day, there was a, about 20 minutes for the preamble, and a lot of it was about, it was less about products than saying that, hey, look, we're doing an entire, this is an entirely new version of Google that you're looking at right here, uh, in which we're not just the, the, the search wonks who, who, who do maps, we're, we're, we're trying to say that we are, our main product is artificial intelligence, and we're finding different ways of letting artificial intelligence help you in your lives, and please forget about the amount of information that we're collecting from you. We're the good people who collect all the information about you, not the bad people like Facebook who collect all that information about you so it but it, it is really cool the, the more ways they can articulate our, uh, the the assistant and put it in places where it can help me out and take a, a six what would be a six sentence query a six six different queries into uh, uh, alexa or siri and basically make it into a two sentence conversation where it understands where i'm going with this and why i'm asking the question that i'm asking that could really lock me into being a google user for a long time to come yeah, I, th I think um, they really, again, talked about how smart they are and all the amazing things they are, and uh, they, they do. And I think they really tried to do that because they wanted to talk people into buying hardware from them. Google is not known as a hardware company. They're entering the stage and they're saying, why should I? Tr they're, they're trying to focus on people that are asking, why should I trust Google with my hardware instead of uh, it's the same price as an iPhone? What am I getting? So they're really trying to show it off. So um, I'm excited for when the Pixel comes. I'm hoping that it comes uh, before before my trip, my family trip to Disneyland, because I really bought it for taking pictures. That was the, that was the main part. Um, I still love my Nexus 6P. The only thing that really bugs me about the Nexus 6P is uh, how long it takes to launch the camera app, and that's the first thing they addressed uh, during during the event. So I was like, oh. 
they were really, yeah, they were like, all right, we, we gotta, we gotta look at Yasmin's search results or, you know, her words that she said, like, oh, I'm so mad. My camera is not launching. So <laughs> I, you, you can all thank me for, yep. for getting that request on. I think I might be the odd one out here. I'm most excited about the Daydream. And I what? almost bought the Pixel phone just because it's a requirement. It's the only current yeah. handset that supports Daydream. Why, because... why, are they, why are they giving away the viewer when the only people who can use it are the people who are already buying phones and they're already spending a fortune? You can get another 80 bucks out of them. Well, they, they fixed that problem <laughs> in Australia, Andy. You have to. Oh, that's yeah, right. There you go. They're get, they're get, so basically, the free ones the Americans are getting are being paid for by the Australian purchasers. Thank okay, you, Russell. Yeah, it's like one of those charity things. Yeah, I, I buy one, you get one. That's that's how this charity works. No, I'm super excited because if they if they get the latency right, if they get the whole you know refresh rate and the the controller interaction right, I think it could be a really cool thing because Google Cardboard, you know, it's it's a fun toy. Gear VR, it was a fun experiment. This feels like if if they can actually get it right, and I have my doubts, but if they can, this could be like a really cool way to get mainstream VR. You know, you you, you buy this, you you've already got the phone. There are other phones presumably in the future that will have this. You buy the, the headset thing with a little pouchy remote and away you go. You're in you're in a virtual world. I'm I'm super excited. Yeah. I don't think people want the best possible hardware that can run two different things. I think they want something that's kind of just good enough, but there's lots of stuff that you can do you can you can look at it with. So when you have the the, the people in charge of YouTube also creating an inexpensive VR uh, gear, you know that they are very well invested in making sure that that pipeline is full of really cool and current stuff to check out. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. I think um, Daydream is going to, I'm really happy with the new viewer that came out. I think it's going to look really nice and we'll be excited to see what they, you know, how it turns out when I finally get mine because I'll probably get mine before yours, Russell. Hmm, sorry. Oh, I don't think so. But you know what? Andy's probably going to get it before any of us, so <laughs> I can't really be talking. <laughs> Next week, Andy will be like, oh, no, yeah, Andy's like, look what I got. No, 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 don't, no, don't be self-effacing here, uh, Yasmin, because you, you, you mentioned things that are problem, problems for you, and you instantly hear from people from Google who want to solve it for you. <laughs> I basically, you know, laid myself on the floor, you know, putting myself in a, in a vulnerable position, saying, if anybody at Google in New York, I'm going to be in New York like <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you got a big office there, I'm sure you've got a phone there somewhere that I could at least take a look at. Can you get me, in the, I'll dress up as a, I'll dress up as a firefighter who's there to check out an alarm, a janitor, whatever you want me to do. If you can sneak in there and at least get get it, I'm gonna be ta- I'm gonna be at a comic con. Don't you want there to be social media pictures of colorful people in costumes? And I got nothing, nothing. Oh, That's what I got. Oh. Not that I, not that I was entitled hey, to anything. As I said, I refer you back to the personality problems that are my 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 main crutch in life. <laughs> hey, you know what? I was hoping for. I was hoping to get an invite to the event from Lockheimer and. It didn't come through, so you know, I maybe maybe uh, Lockheimer just has to come on the on the podcast and uh, you know talk to us, and, and maybe that's how he'll make up to it for us. He's probably <laughs> like, "Material, what? What is this? Is this a show about design or something? I don't know." If anyone maybe, at Google just- knows Lockheimer, is good friends with him. Let them know that we want them on the show. And actually, we really want – that's going to make me sound desperate. We really want anyone. That's <laughs> and that I'm, doesn't make us sound desperate. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. But I'm trying anybody, to say Just anybody. Anybody, please. Um, if anyone worked on the Made by Google event – and you want to talk about one of the products that you that was showcased at the event, we'd love to have you. Um, I think it'd be a great uh, way for you to kind of share more about your product and we're, we'd be excited to, to host you. you so, mean? please. Uh, 
someone's here. They want to be on the show. Just give me a second. <laughs> oh, is it going to be Steve Jobs? No, Did I don't know if this is someone that works on an Apple that, event or that, Google. That you got Steve. Oh, no, you got the poop emoji. <laughs> Hello, yes, poop emoji. That was great. We should probably wrap this show up because it's gone very yes, long. Really late. You probably shouldn't rub that against long. your face in a visual medium where people can actually see you. All right, everyone. I wish I could be like the Google, like the Google event and just say, we'd like to say thank you and goodbye to everyone for joining us on the live stream and then just click buy and be done <laughs> because Russell has to go run out and uh, turn it off. Uh, but that was, that was a pretty erupt ending. And hey, Google, you know, if you're going to hang up on me, just please, you know, do it gently. Oh, now I'm triggering it, triggering it. Okay. So um, <laughs> trigger warning, everybody. So, trigger warning. <laughs> it's time for all of us to, I was going to say to go to bed maybe I should go to bed it's time to wrap up the show we want to thank everyone for listening Andy where can people find you uh, you can find me at the Sun Times. Uh, hopefully, they'll have they'll have my the, the I'll help hopefully finish my piece about today's announcements before Thursday or Friday, uh, and hopefully they'll have it edited and on the site by tomorrow. Uh, elsewhere, you can just spell my last name. I'm at, uh, my blog is at anotgo.com. My Instagram, my Twitter are also at anotgo. And by the way, thank you all. Thank you all, you listeners, because I've now bounced between all the different places where you can order a, a, a Google Home online. Found the one that takes PayPal, and so uh, because our, we are, we're paid in, with deposits into our PayPal accounts, you 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 lovely, wonderful people have just bought me uh, a Google Home. Thank you very much. Yay! Thank you, listeners, for buying us a Google Home. I promise and to Andrew. only play cool music through it. Not none of that crap you don't like. <laughs> And Russell, where can people find you on the line? Uh, online, where I put my photos, you can find me at Rusty Shelf on Twitter, where you'll find me complaining probably because I'm sure the Google Home will ship here and eventually, someday, <laughs> sometime. Hey, we can all be wishful thinkers. Hey, if you want to, if you want me to order one for you, Russell, I'd be happy to ship it. You know, <laughs> if anyone wants to uh, steal one from a warehouse in Memphis somewhere and ship it to me instead, <laughs> just look for the go. one with the name Yasmin on it. That's all you Hey, 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 hey. I want my Google Home. All right. No. Um, and I'm at Yasmin Evian on Twitter. You can find us on the web at relay.fm forward slash material. Find us online on Twitter at material podcast. Can send us feedback at material podcast at gmail.com. We want to thank everyone that did tune in live uh, to watch it. Uh, all the listeners that came on. Thank you for chatting along. We're sorry that we didn't get to respond to everything. Uh, trying to keep a conversation and also read some of the chats. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to do that. Um, but we know they're, yeah. So anyways, we want to thank you. So we'll see you later. Until next time, stay in material. And then Andy, or Andy, Russell has to walk away and actually turn it off. So for a while, Andy and I are just <laughs> going to communicate until until uh, Russell does like Google and just does a quick We're going to say mean things about Adelaide. Yeah. I, I never want to go to Adelaide. And King Darwin. Actually, they 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 really have a good froyo place. Darwin, maybe, but just for the froyo. I've you've I've never gone to Australia. Have you been to Australia? Never, not once. So oh, it's this one hundred percent unfounded prejudice. <laughs> I heard they have good shrimp on the Barbie. I uh, you know if that's one of those places where I would basically spend the three weeks before I leave. Now we are not going to say even jokingly the following eighty-one things that all stupid American tourists talk about when they go. Ugh.
As, as a matter of fact, I don't think I, I actually the, the couple of times where I had maybe had a chance to go to speak or, or do something like for business. I'm like, OK, well, I'm going to have to like leave my usual hat at home because it is the sort of hat that Americans buy at the airport when they arrive in Australia. And I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> Said I'll wear my really cool beret that makes me look really hip and not at all affectatious. I think you'd fit right in. And we like to say thank and we'd like to say goodbye and thank you to everyone joining us on the live.